There are things about ghost adventures we will never fully understand. Understand. We want answers. Welcome to Adventurous Ghosts, the podcast that investigates every investigation of ghost adventures. Today, we're investigating the investigation of Season 6, Episode 1, Ashmore Estates. Mm. I prefer a little less ash, thanks. Ashless. Yeah, ashless chaps. (laughs) Don't talk about my cat like that. He's been doing (laughs) squats. Right. He has quite a lot of games in his glutes. <laughs> he's proud of his nubby, knotted, uh, weird bone tail. Yes. And he's making up for it by doing a leg regimen so that it distracts from his malformed tail tip. Uh, my cat's name actually is Japs. <laughs> for yeah. the listeners. I think we probably said that at some point in the last, I don't know, six years. But uh, yeah, he was, he was named so because he has little... Little lines on the outsides of his thighs that kind of separate his black fur with white fur. And my sister, uh, when we first brought him in, he wasn't doing very well and we didn't know why, but she saw that he was just infested with fleas and he was only four or five weeks old. So she pulled off literally like 50 to 70 fleas. Mm, and right. like the next day he was like way better. And then the day after that, he was like fucking crazy. So uh, I let her name him. <laughs> she <laughs> called him Chaps and it's stuck ever since. So. Uh, he's like 12 or 13 now, which is, crazy. oh, geez. Well, because, well, he's got a, well, wait, my cats are 13 and I had them pre chappy man. Yeah. Yeah. It so yeah, he's probably idea. like 12. Cause I was, um, I had, I had just, you know, uh, like a few months before or something. I want to say it was like spring or summer when we went to my aunt's house and you got, uh, bubs or something and you got so, for that. Right. Yeah. So. so the sequence of events, um, world war II. Yeah, World the War Three. Yeah, <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, Argentina. Disco. <laughs> Steve and I were born. Right. Come. Yeah. Um. Brothed. Yeah, I moved to the Santa Ana apartment in July. Mm. Your aunt had Bubs come into our lives in like August. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember then, being hot when we went over there. Yeah, and I think um hot too. <laughs> the weather yeah, yeah. hottest ant cousin action. <laughs> um yeah, because then I think I got frost and then Bubs wasn't ready to get picked up until like October. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she wanted to foster her or spay or like do all that stuff, right? Um, she's pay. Uh well yeah, I think it was just enough time with the mom to then detach. To wean her. Yeah, because I definitely had to go get her spade and all that stuff. Suck on my ween her. <laughs> I ween her. <laughs> Very roughly. Uh, and then, yeah, I remember it was only like a few months later, I think it was like that, that fall or something like that. Because um, it was still warm-ish when I brought in Sophie and Chaps to the Right. So one Santa Ana apartment. So, uh, but, uh, and yeah, Sophie was around, I don't know, nine months old or something at that point, but rest in peace, uh, um, Sophie. But, um, uh, yeah, Chaps is, he's doing okay because we took him in after we lost, he's doing okay. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Abby, you know, like, uh, uh, back in, uh, when was that? March, I think. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, was it that? No, I feel like yeah, because it was one of the times that we went. We had those um, three Disneyland passes, mm-hmm. and like one was February, one was March, one was April or something. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was after the second time, or maybe the first time that we. Uh, the next day, uh, we went to Disneyland. She wasn't doing well that night, and then yeah, we took her into the to the cat clinic. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, why was I saying that? I guess R.I.P. Abby as well. But um, uh, well, you're saying Chappie Man. Oh yeah, we took him in Ashley to um, yeah, we took him in to get because he hadn't been to the vet in a long time since like all of his uh, you know teeth had to be you know removed seventy five percent of them because he just had like genetic rotting teeth and infection and stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, we took him in, he had like crystals starting to form. So, and he, you know, he and my other, uh, boy cat Turkey are awful at drinking water, even though they have a mm. fucking filtered fountain that I have to clean right. all the time and stuff. But even though I piss all over their face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, wean her, wean yeah. her, wean her. Pivot, uh, pivot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> picturing the, the guy from. Jurassic Park. I don't know what the scene in the cage would be, but he's just going, Ween <laughs> And just chomping hot dogs. Right. That's what she loves is it's Fourth of July. She needs as many hand dogs as she can get. She's falling in love with her mom's tits. She's falling in love with the other one. Um but uh so anyway, he had some crystals. His teeth were lo- his remaining teeth were looking uh, like he had some gingivitis. Um, which apparently could also happen from dehydration too, or at least mm. one of the things. But knowing that he has such genetic issues, it's like to remove those extra teeth, it's going to be like three grand or something like oh, that. Oh, Jesus. Like, you don't want to have to do, so hopefully he's okay. But uh, his breath isn't like stinking or anything like it was when, you know, his fucking whole mouth was rotting, basically. But uh, uh, but he's doing way better now because we started forcing he and, and Turkey to drink more water by taking the wet food and pouring water and then mixing it like a porridge, mm. basically. So they did not like it at first, but after right. a couple of days, they well, um, shut the fuck up and ate it. So, yeah, I mean, if they're on that, that's great. I was going to say what we have, because my cats, they thankfully do drink water, but they're obsessed with just the liquid. Um, the gravy part in of the, yeah, the <laughs> in the dumb yeah. cans anyway. Yeah. But um, there's that brand Tiki Cat. I don't yes. know if you've seen them. Yeah, yeah. So they have the liquid sticks, which they fiend over because oh. it's just like goo, pure <laughs> wet goo. And then they have like, um, like a gogurt, but with uh, cat gravy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like in the same like um, tube uh, plastic as a yeah, gogurt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but then they also have these like tiki treat wets, and it's just the liquid part with a little bit of meat. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> as well, but yeah, they I was definitely say, they, they need more like- enticing. Yeah, they like the um, the gravy part more, but they're pretty much. It's been about two or three months now of doing it, so they're pretty much used to it. The right, only, right, right. The only time they don't love it is Sarah. I cannot get her to like understand understand just like a <laughs> normal amount of water. Like they don't need to mm. have, like, drink a gallon of water because she leaves right. it as like a disgusting soup. Right, which, which then I'm like sure a, it looks like funky. shit left in the toilet for like two yeah. days. <laughs> you know, because right. it's just and equal bacteria as that as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, they will eventually eat that even in the same day too, thankfully. But uh, but yeah, so because uh, they, they went from after Abby and Sophie died, the the litter robot uh, was like it was like three days until it was full, mm. 
and that was and so that also made sense because like oh they're not drinking any water right blah 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 now it's back like they are filling it up every day so it's good oh, cool. there's a lot of pee normal size pee unlike sophie when she had diabetes but right uh, but yeah so hopefully doing okay because oh because his intestines were getting inflamed too which the doctor was like, that is a big sign of dehydration and can be. Hopefully it's not. There's other things that can do that, obviously, but uh, he didn't see any like, you know, signs of stomach cancer or, or anything like that. So um, we're just crossing our fingers. He's doing well. Like they're actually like uh, they're, you know, you don't really notice it when it's happening, but they were they were pretty depressed, I would say. And now mm-hmm. that all the sickness and, you know, elderliness is gone and it's just them. I mean, Chaps is obviously, you know, older than Turkey, but uh, even at 13 or 12, now he's like playing a bunch and he's like got all this energy and everything. Both of them do. So Um, we got him one of those uh, stupid little snakes that they will target you on social media ads that Mm -hmm. like has a, you know, it's like it's like a it's got basically like Roomba technology. So it like doesn't, you know, if it it goes into a wall, it'll back up and turn around or whatever. Mm -hmm. Kind of stop for a second and then they'll bap at it and turn it back on. Right. Like the fucking thing is like meant for like hardwood floors mm. only. Um, because if it's literally literally like a quarter inch little hump in the carpet and it'll just get stuck. <laughs> so right, right, right. There and I are like tightening the cheap carpet and the rug, the ruggable rug up there to hopefully like get to get it to work. But uh it's fun for about four seconds at a time for us to watch. But uh not worth the eighteen dollars that I paid for it. So <laughs> but I had to try it. I kept seeing them and yeah um because now especially too like turkey doesn't have uh he would get a bug up his ass and then go terrorize sophie and abby who were not big players and wrestlers <laughs> and uh so he and chaps will play there was a nail embedded in chaps head which was probably oh, jesus so they must have played pretty hard <laughs> oh oh god like a claw nail i'm like i thought he like oh. <laughs> was doing some construction and something went oh, away yeah. and <laughs> yeah, pino pino's secretly back on the west coast and oh yeah fucking send me a message yeah hey you want to screw yeah <laughs> here's your tickets to lord of illusions yeah starring scott macula <laughs> sir thank you thank you <laughs> yeah we're gonna sneak into mortal Kombat first yeah. you know? i get a couple burgers of my sleeve don't yeah. worry <laughs> oh like tricks or something no just actual burgers yeah <laughs> One jacket full of uh, hoagies and the other full of McDonald's cheese. Yes, a jacket of all trades. <laughs> uh, some of my sadly best memories with my dad was sneaking sneaking food into a movie so that we didn't talk but could eat food that comforted us. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Joe, you got that uh, copy of Peter Pan we can throw on the uh, big screen here? <laughs> transfer looks amazing on the projectors they got yeah oh god that guy that blonde guy is really hot huh (laughs) hey what do you what do you think about what they're doing over there (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) oh i'm so fucking hurt have you ever uh (laughs) seen my friend in the corner over there wean her (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know he's cat's german friend you know from the old country (laughs) so not that this is a PC podcast, but uh, yes, yeah, so a wean her like a, another word for a trans person. <laughs> it definitely could be if we make. Um, speaking of of wean hers, uh, yeah. I don't think I told this story. I was telling it to the to the guys at at Arma last night, but um, so Sarah and I 
uh, went to started going to a fertility doctor that was recommended by uh, her naturopath doctor. Mm. And uh, so we she um, uh, she was like, she's like, you know, you've gotten your wife pregnant three times. So your sperm is probably fine. But let's just let's just check off all the boxes. So go do a you know do a sperm yep. clinic and do a test right so i was si- excited sarah was excited we were both like oh man because i'd never been in one i was like oh man is it gonna be do i get to go to the porn room or is it all like do they just like have you bring in your phone because you can get you know better porn on your phone at this point right? it all varies because i've been to those. <laughs> so uh so my experience was i go into this place i'm all jazzed hopefully there's a porn room i'm assuming that the place has like a soundproof. Was room. this one in uh, Newport Beach or somewhere else? Uh, it was on Newport Avenue, uh, okay. in like right on the border of Santa Ana Tustin, where the Tustin Brewing mm. Company is. So it literally okay. was just across, um, whatever that's Seventeenth or whatever. So it's like yeah. it's, it's crazy because it literally is where like Tustin starts turning into Irvine, and it's right, like right, right. literally the other side of the track. Like as soon as you get on that side of the street, like a quarter mile up, it starts turning into South County, which is funny, but. Uh, so yeah, it was a nice, nice uh, medical building, and uh, go in there. It's a young, young uh, lady who's the receptionist there, and um, she's like, you know, she needs some help. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> you ever heard of a wean herb before? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's like, okay, just it's uh, right down um, this hallway on the left. This is a very small office. It's a tiny hallway, maybe about. I want to say like 40, 50 feet long. No, probably like 35 feet long. And it kind of curved at the end. And there was like four rooms. And at the end, I found out later, which I'll tell you as part of the story, was the one bathroom, including what employees use as the bathroom, because uh, it was a uh, all gender bathroom. And so I go to the room that she tells me to, and it's a normal exam room. And I'm like, okay, okay, maybe they're just trying to be you know, classy around here. So I look in all the cabinets. <laughs> it's just medical supplies. I look even in like the drawer. Did they give you a a thing to do it in? Yeah, they gave me <laughs> just, you know, just bring your hand out, maybe yeah. your mouth spit it. Like, <laughs> <out here>. uh, <laughs> yeah, just soak it into this rag. <laughs> Not sure if you're you're you know hung enough or limber enough to suck yourself off, but or, right, right, right. right. Um, but uh, I know if you have a big lunch and you're you know your butt's up in the air and your legs over, you might throw up or whatever. But yeah. Uh, well, you do have to fill out the form that no saliva or other yeah. fluids. She told me she's like, she's like, please, you know, uh, refrain from using any lube or saliva because that can contaminate the sample or whatever. So, um, his sperm has uh, seemingly has pepperoni in its DNA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a Mountain Dew pepperoni <laughs> load. Uh, you uh, might want to get checked out for something yeah. else. <laughs> he might be too Italian, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, so I go in there and so there's nothing in there. I'm like, okay, great. So I literally and I had to abstain for like three days, but it was a very weird feeling because it's like, you know, when, you know, when you're backed up for a few days, you know, a lot of you, you get pretty sensitive, a lot of that, you know, whatever you look at, you know, fucking a random, mildly attractive 54 year old woman on the street. And you're like, oh, man, I turned into Pino here and just commenting on everything about her. But uh, but then you're in this environment and I'm like. I can hear people constantly walking through the hallway outside the door. So it's like not a soundproof room or anything. They're like chatting mm-hmm. and laughing about the, you know, fucking something on TikTok or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm like, now I didn't even bring like headphones. So I'm like, now I gotta like watch silent porn. And uh which bums me out because I like the sound. It's like the right? uh 
that library show in Japan. <laughs> Silent library. <laughs> and uh so I'm like, okay, I guess I guess uh either they Yeah. <laughs> I guess they don't have a porn room here. Maybe that's too old school. And well, no, I've uh, I've done this a couple times at two different places. They have a room. One had a like nice lounger chair, mm-hmm. and then a remote control wrapped in cellophane, like that's blocking something. Yeah. <laughs> and then one DVD that you had to uh, play, and then you always want to make sure you don't leave it on the weird part. So you you fast forward, so you know whoever's in there next doesn't think you're some freak, even though they're never going to see you. <laughs> um, and then another one was like. Yeah, like a random chair with a, a wipe on it. Or not a wipe, but, you know, like the paper. And then uh, a computer with only a desktop that, like, linked you to a tube site. Oh, wow. And could watch. <laughs> so, I'll, so I'll get to my unique combination here. So I, I'm like, yeah, okay, no stacks guess, of mags anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, there there was uh, just not uh, where I was. And that's oh, they of, brought you to the wrong room? That And that is my eternal... Uh, question after (laughs) place so so i do my thing it is a very very uh, and i'm 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 done i want to get in and get out of there you know get in and get well and it's really tricky too because you got to make sure you time it right to get in the container right so i'm not all over i got the phone propped up uh i think i had a girl's way scene on i was gonna say it's a picture of of us at contact I brought the picture of me, you, and Childress from, yeah, the, yeah, from yeah. my, uh, my, my uh, shelves here. Uh, no, it was a girl's way scene. It was a stepmom, stepdaughter scene, less an out or whatever. And so um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I wanted to be done. So it was, it, again, the weird combo of, you know, hadn't done anything in days. So it was very, you know, very quick to get in, you know, build it up, go. But it wasn't, you know, my my usual 20 minute of watching multiple scene edging session. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's not I, a pleasurable, like, well, let's no, see how long yeah. we can keep this going. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to be quiet and like all this stuff and, and, yeah, uh, reminds you of being back home in 15. Right, exactly. <laughs> trying not to scream daddy at the yeah, point of yeah. climax, but, uh, so it's a very, very dense, but very small load, which is mm. you know, usually I'm, you know, when I'm doing what, you know, if there's foreplay with me and Sarah, which there always is and stuff, there's a lot of, there's a lot more, you know? Well, yeah, it has like, time whatever. to kind of build up. Yeah. And so this was no build up, just get heard, get it out. I was in and out of there in about uh, five or six minutes. And two of those minutes was just waiting for me to not be hard in my shorts and to, right. to you know, for to, to limp up again. And so I go out there and. I, you know, I, I, and there's a wipe, there's a, there's an alcohol wipe, which I'm assuming is for anything that might've gotten on the outside of the, of the, the right container hand or whatever too. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a sink in there. So I go out there and I still felt weird and I had to piss like a racehorse. So I, I drank coffee fasted. So I was like, had to pee. So I was like, Oh, where's the restroom, please go in the one bathroom, which is just literally behind in the, the wall, not a load bearing wall, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, just like a typical office, you know, steel stud yeah. wall, thin wall, separating the back of the small receptionist station and the bathroom. I walk in the bathroom, the all gender bathroom, and this is the porn room. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So there is an old, like, very pizza parlor esque seat 
uh, or like a church, you know, a church right. uh, common room seat, you're like like probably from the 90s or late 80s. Like vinyl, all Fake kinds of leather, ass has vinyl, been up on it's it. kind of yeah. wrinkled. There's a couple cracks, whatever. It looks like there's been a lot of butt scooting on there over the years. And I'm like, ugh, that's kind of gross. And it's next, it's like literally scrunched in between the sink and the toilet. Like, like literally, mm. if I sat on that, my shoulders would be being jabbed by the piping coming out for the toilet flush right. mechanism. So then I turn to my left and directly on the opposite side of the the uh, bathroom in full view, mind you, of anyone that might walk in or something too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the chair is is a small um, TV cabinet, probably also from the 80s and a CRT TV, a tube oh, with the DVD player built into it. I look in the cabinet and stacks of magazines and multiple DVDs. And I'm like, what the fuck is Jesus, wrong with me? So the, the first most thing I old think, school. It, yeah, so you what, start jacking it again. Is what's wrong with it? And I was like, then I was like, God damn it. Like, why didn't I get so I take pictures for Sarah because she was like, no, I want a full report. I want to what what kind of pornos they have in there? What are they? What's the is, is it based on the demographic? Is this whatever? And because uh, I was stoked to have that kind of nostalgic experience, you know, but also I was like <laughs> kind of grossed out because I'm like, I don't want to touch this magazine. Really. Yeah, I was going to say the experiences <laughs> I had were a little more modern, at least. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, again, it was a completely modern examination room where well, yeah, yeah. did the business. And then this was a decently nice bathroom with a disgusting old TV and thing. And so there's probably like 25 magazines in there packed in this thing. And uh, sorry, let me do a spam call. I ripped uh, a uh, couple pages out for later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and the one DVD, I'll show you a picture of it sometime, but the one DVD that was on the top was <laughs> a very, I mean, I've seen trillions of, of porns, right? Uh, titles of porns, whatever. I've never seen this before. And I'm trying to say this kind of quiet because my, um, Hispanic house cleaning, uh, lady is here, uh, and we're on you know, friendly talkative terms, but it was, <laughs> it was, clean shaven and then in there's four words so clean shaven are the first two words <laughs> in huge fiesta two-tone font clean shaven mexican pussies <laughs> like that's right. the title of this <laughs> and i'm like i mean i know what that means but i was like what does this even mean for the like right right, right. how's that teens. your thing like clean yeah. shaven teens that are hispanic i guess but i was just like all right i could have been but at, at the same time i would have never used that room because I'm not going to have the sound blasting and sitting on that. Yeah, anyway, so I think actually at the end of it, despite my own my own, uh, you know, mental health um, uh, trend, which is like, oh, what's wrong with me when something negative happens or whatever? Right. Did, right. I, did I contribute to this in some way? Uh, uh, I think, though, that sh- the, the receptionist is probably making a judgment call where like men under a certain age, she probably knows they have a smartphone. This is what they'll, yeah. they'll, they can Easier. just go in a nice clean room, yeah. do it and do their thing. Middle aged to older guys, I'm guessing she sends them to the bathroom um, to do the more old school way. You know what I mean? So, or, yeah, they could just be transitioning to like, OK, this is like we're phasing out the porn room. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, but it's also like it's like, guys, you could do. Oh, my God. My next door neighbors who are moving out, they're like in the middle of moving now. <laughs> They're getting DoorDash from Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> the guy just parked in front of my window and he's walking with a big Cheesecake Factory bag. Sometimes you just got to have it, you know. <laughs> yeah, <they have> those, 
those buffalo uh, yeah. pastry flingers or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think during peak COVID, when I was just like, I don't feel like moving or whatever in the morning, I did. Um, not moving houses, but just moving your body. Just physically, right? yeah. I did DoorDash uh, fast food, but I would always regret it because it was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just starving. I don't feel like getting up and out of the house, but I need something. Right. But you could have just driven the two minutes to the McDonald's or whatever. The whatever, yeah. It's like, okay, 15, <laughs> 20 minute round trip. Right. And you're paying and it's $10. $15 instead of $40 yeah. for 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and colder food. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my porn story. Oh, but then the, the little, a little epilogue, a little coda to my uh, coming in a cup story. Uh, so we go to um, our, uh, one of our appointments um, to our fertility doctor and she's really cool. She's like, she's, she's the most human doctor we've had. She like really helped Sarah just in her last appointment. Um, it was really helpful that she like, uh, gave her autonomy over how she was even moving, you know, the trans, the trans, uh, vaginal ultrasound wand thing. Cause that's very traumatic for Sarah because of things that happened during trying to find the, you know, the, the pregnancy yeah. when it was a topic and the pain that she was going through. And then they still had to do that before surgery and stuff too, which was already, you know, an 11 out of 10 for pain. So, um, but she, you know, she gave her a hug then like all, it was really, really good positive experience. So we already have a good rapport cause we've been to, I think three or four appointments with her. Mm. And, uh, so she's like, <laughs> uh, oh, I recommended Bucky Larson to her too, because I told I told Sarah, or I told Dr. Do the doctor how Sarah had been, she'd started on some estrogen because she found she was low on estrogen, which none of our other fucking doctors, that's like a main hormone and they didn't, they never fucking said that. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I was like, yeah, I said, we watched this, this movie from kind of the Adam Sandler production company called Bucky Larson, uh, Born to be a Star, where it's about a, a Midwest uh, guy with a micro penis who wants to be a porn star because his parents were porn stars. And... I said, Sarah might be the only human being to openly weep four times at Bucky Larson, but he was at the peak of her estrogen <laughs> and, uh, she was, she was weeping. Um, she, the, the weeping you should have Nick Swartzen in that. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like get uh, her to recount that story. <laughs> uh, the first weeping started, um, when Bucky, you haven't seen his parents since like the beginning of the movie. And then when he goes to the porn awards, his parents step out of the limousine with he and Christina Ricci, his girlfriend, you know, mm -hmm. and Sarah starts weeping because he brought his parents to the porn award. And then he sweeps, yeah. he wins all literally all the male categories of the porn awards or whatever and beats, you know, Dick shadows record played by Steven Dorff, you know, was right. the giant penis man. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> and then the crying just continued from there. Um, and, uh, anyway, but so, uh, we have a good rapport with her point being, <laughs> she goes, she goes, we got the results of your sperm test back. She goes, everything's good. She's like, I just wanted to ask though, did you miss the cup by chance? <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, no. Oh, yeah. They asked that for sure. She, not she, like all, you have to mark if you missed or not. Yeah. She was like, uh, she was like, well, She's like, were, were you dehydrated maybe? Because it was pretty much just like all sperm and almost no semen. She's mm. like, is that usual? And I was like, I was like, no. I said, I said, I was in and out of there in like three minutes. I said, I didn't, I said, I wasn't going to hang out and, you know, 
have a, a half hour session and build myself up. And I said, plus, yeah, I was fast and had coffee, whatever. She's like, she's like, okay. She's like, it doesn't matter because you're, yes. um, I, she's like 20 million sperm per whatever right. is what I would consider great. And, and, um, a good foundation. She's like, you're at 43 million. So you don't have any yeah. problems. And, uh, and she said the shape of your sperm is, uh, normal because I guess you can have abnormally shaped sperm. Like they have kind of a collar underneath the little head and that can be, weirdly shaped which can prevent sperm from burrowing into the egg properly or something like that so, yeah yeah it's like you have to have like 10 percent or more good shaped ones or something mm-hmm. yeah so anyway but now now it's a running joke with sarah and i were uh if we're pouring anything and it would cup it's like oh don't miss the cup or <laughs> did you miss yeah. the cup? <laughs> hey did you, you fuck up and not tell us huh you lying piece of shit you gave me less than <laughs> half the beer did you did you miss the cup or <laughs> yeah it's just a light pour you know yeah. maybe maybe the can was already open you know and just... <laughs> sorry i couldn't edge the can for <laughs> you know shake usually it i flick the can a little <laughs> yeah I, I flex that tab for about a good five minutes before yeah. i let it <laughs> oh boy um anyway uh i that's that's a lot that's a that's a half hour of content for you there without even talking about the episode Single is there anything dose. you want to talk about steve i didn't want to take over as a usual no thing. no 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 i think that's these are always fun little jaunts no non-structured uh riffs to yeah. start so yeah nothing uh too pressing otherwise i just ordered the second volume of berserk so i should be ready oh, nice, nice, to nice, read nice, that as well because nice, i'm like right. oh shit i hadn't done that and it's same yeah. day delivery from amazon so. oh shit wow you can really oof speaking of a Set yourself up for a nice long edging session. Right. <laughs> of the, the rape of guts by Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Maybe you wouldn't. I, I, if I brought that with me, I wouldn't have missed the cup. That's for sure. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> My cup is ever flowing and full because of you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, Ashmore Estates, the season six opener. And I mean, I noticed a pretty big difference overall, like with the. Uh, the aesthetic of the show and the the tone is definitely, I mean, we say that a lot, but like the tone is like, it's kind of another um, big shift into um, like kind of the, not current ghost adventures, but cause, cause current ghost adventures has actually tried to go at least back sometimes a little bit back to the goofing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and lightheartedness and stuff, but uh, uh, kind of to the heyday of ghost adventures, I will say. Yeah. There- Cause it seemed like definitely a, a transition Zach. Cause he still had a shitty mm-hmm. bright shirt on, but then he started to have the glasses yes. a little more serious. They even had their own like mini flashback episode. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. was definitely scripted. Cause it was like, Oh, Hey, remember when we did this <laughs> yeah. and then remember there. And then you had remember then. Right. I was like, Okay. <laughs> You remember, but yeah, at Bobby Mackey, it was Aaron and right, at, right. Yeah, Povelia Island, it was you, Zach. Um, so. and at the Moon Moon River Brewing, it was me, Nick. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's very. This is like I think the solid foundation of of always weighing if the not all, not it's not enough anymore by this season if the ghosts are intelligent or residual or whatever, it's now, are they demons? It's always going to be well, yeah. demons now. Yeah. Cause he acted like they were exorcists by yeah. the way he treated that guy. He's yeah. like, this is why we do it. And it was like to give proof, but I'm like, you're kind of implying that you're the one defeating the ghost, not just yeah. giving this guy a confirmation. This is 
the beginning of savior Zach of hero of, of Zach and the ghost Avengers crew as heroes. Right. So uh, I'll be interested to see how this, the season goes on. I think by this, cause honestly, like there are episodes throughout seasons one through five, especially seasons one through four, but there was a couple in season five where the beginning of the, the beginnings of this show was so kind of messy with how it was released that I, I think there was a lot of, a lot of content was shot and then I think later it was chosen what season to put the episodes in. So uh, there was a lot of mishmash. Because again, there'd be episodes in season three where I'm like, this is Zach with like, not as a season one hair, because you can do your hair however you want, but like with a season one body, like with it, the way he was cut uh, back, you know, in 2009 compared to 2012 or 13, right? So I think we're like, Ghost Adventures became very popular by this point. And I'm, I think this is 2011 or 12, maybe I think 11 at this point. And so, um, uh, we're getting a more, a more fully formed Zach, the glasses. I don't know if you noticed, cause I was like, wait, these can't be the double vision glasses that were, you know, caused. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. He has his glasses, but a shitty shirt. But yes, yeah. but these were definitely prescription glasses. Cause there would be some side shots where, yeah. you know, the, the classic, you know, his eyes are smaller, which both of you and I. You know, when you yeah. wore glasses, I still wear glasses without my. Well, and I even feel like I saw the curvature; like they looked thick. Um, yes, exactly. Just by yeah. seeing the outer rim of the lens. Yeah. Yes. Um. And so, uh, so yeah, he's he definitely because he he's talked about contacts before too. So I think now, uh, since Demon House, since 2014, he wears contacts and then the prescriptionless, uh, whatever that condition is, where he sees double vision now. Um, right. so there's no prescription but they're like they're crystallized uh, there's some weird shit that help people like again as we talked about on the demon house episode uh the glass those glasses in real life on people that actually have that affliction look very different they're like you know and and again he's, he's a rich motherfucker he probably he could probably get a custom pair that look better but the lenses just don't look like normal lenses they have like a weird coloration to them and all this shit so again i'm always kind of I don't know. I'm always kind of calling, but I kind of feel like they're just, um, he's as he got into his like mid forties, I think he wears contacts, but then some people will then wear reading glasses or wear a uh, close vision, like, which I mean, reading glasses are close vision gl- glasses. You know what I mean? Like even now, like I'm 40 and certain days in certain light levels, I, it's like, it's getting harder for me to focus on text when it's really close to my face. Mm-hmm. Other days it's totally fine. But I'm like, oh, God, I'm doing the fucking dad thing now where I have to, like, put it at in kind out, of in medium a, yeah. distance from my eyes, you know. But um, that's just, you know, my optometrist is like, no, your age is exactly when it starts to happen. So don't worry, mm. about it, you know. So um, but uh, but anyway, so, yeah, he's everyone's a little more refined um, and uh, the equipment is still it's it's they're getting to where it's the equipment they always end up using. But they they're still, you know, they always experiment forever, which is cool. It's always cool to see gadgets and shit. But like. This episode has a one and done piece of equipment, which is the battery tester, <laughs> which is the dumbest fucking thing because, you know, Aaron's explaining the tech because he technically is the tech guy. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, we just literally these are just nine volt batteries hooked up to a tester. So you can just visually see that when these, you know, entities are like draining the energy, of the battery around them that uh, stupid speaking of various dumb fucking. I was going to say, is that my house or those of you? Okay. When it comes by my foot, I'm going to pick it up and turn it off. Give you one. Is that the snake or uh, something else? It's the um, uh, it's a it's a it's basically a Roomba. We have a different. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofy, but 
because the reviews were better for pet hair and stuff. But anyway, it's uh, it's set to turn on at uh, twelve thirty p.m. So, mm. uh, I just turned it off. But uh, yeah, so these battery testers though are the mo- one of the most redundant pieces of tech I've ever seen on the show because every time a battery is drained on the show, you visually see that like they show you like look the, the ca- every camera, every piece of equipment that has a battery has a battery icon even either on a digital screen or it's a little light or you know like a little gauge or something like on some of the mm-hmm. digital recorders they have. So this is the biggest waste of time. They could have just put a camera there, an extra camera or something like that. So I don't I didn't remember this. I remember this episode because I remember uh steampunk Scott, this piece of shit that's on the fucking episode that uh I I like I that might be truly like my most hated type of person yeah. ever. And we'll this get is to steampunkers. Time, but but um uh, but yeah, I mean, cause I remembered him for sure. But, um, but anyway, it's, uh, yeah, the battery test point was, but you know, it's the typical, it's the Mel meter, the full spectrum, the thermal camera and their, uh, digital recorder. So the, and, and SB seven spirit box, or at least a spirit box. They don't call it SB seven, but it is crazy though. You can still tell it is kind of an older episode where the spirit box still hasn't truly become a standard piece of equipment because it's like right we didn't get any you know, the beginning of the episode or the lockdown he's like you know we had 45 minutes of no strange feelings or activity so we took out a piece of equipment that's always been um you know really uh, uh, uh active for us on investigations the spirit box whereas like a- as you go on the spirit box is like literally spirit box and recorders and the mel meters are their they're completely foundational um tools so uh we start off uh in Ashmore, Illinois, which is in kind of centralish Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. looks pretty rural down there. Also crazy how like how Illinois does become the South as you get towards the southern part of it. Like right. the the acts the Chicago accent changes, like the kind of you know Norwegian oh, yeah. influence, Polish influence accent kind of changes, and and um, just a lot of people in Illinois, you know, whatever. We used to kind of give my my mother in law shit because she would say that she would be like, she's like, oh, I grew up in the country in Illinois, and we're like. What by Chicago or something? But you forget it's a pretty big state, and Illinois, Chicago, is on like the very northeast part on the Great. Yeah, Plain. that's a very small subset. It's like New York, right? Like yes. being from New York City is very different than Up, New York. Upper state, upper state, just New any York. part of New York, right? <laughs> yeah. And like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, same thing, right? It's like you go from in New Jersey and all that, like and even over to like Maryland, like you get into the south and hicks very quickly. Oh yeah, uh-huh. very quickly, yes. There's a lot so. of tree cover out there, like endless lush trees out there so you can hide all your your meth and your drugs. Yeah, Moonshine. Other and- only means a lead, you do illegal mm. things against But even uh even here in California, right? It's like San Francisco, LA and certain other parts are like very city and then you get very country to where yes. people like uh, that David Crossbit have a twang and yeah. they're in Bakersfield or fucking yeah. again, even Paso Robles used to when it was more farmers than winers. Um, right, right. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're veen hers, yes, Viners, vineyards, vineyards. Um, but yeah, it's just weird, right? But again, all those states have big metropolis, but then very non, uh, exactly. otherwise. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, so we, we, uh, pretty quick. I mean, the good thing about this episode, this is like the most consistent solid evidence the, in a long time on the show, especially mm-hmm. that I mean, the Madame Tussauds episode was fucking terrible with evidence, but, um, 
but yeah, so we get there pretty quick. It's a big old creepy building, kind of brick building out in the middle of nowhere, it seems like. And they drive up and we see this man, Scott, this kind of, he has a fucking full black trench coat, uh, but then with like a t-shirt and jeans on underneath and then a fucking steampunky top hat. Like it's not the, quite the same as the top hat that like a ringmaster at a circus or an old British, you know, guy at the opera would wear. It's it's just this slightly fucking different type of top. Well, it's kind of like the um the the bit from Portlandia where he's like, ah, I'm I'm actually a nerd, like the yes, PSA right. commercial, yes. and he has like the goggles <laughs> and the hat like that. And I'm actually much, I'm usually much better at ranting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can't just be a, you know like an attractive girl puts on glasses and say that you're a nerd now. Right. <laughs> going going to a you know a week old screening of you know. Uh, Marvel movie doesn't <laughs> doesn't make you a nerd. <laughs> yeah. okay. I gotta watch that. Um, it's great for uh, everyone out there. Look, um, like nerd PSA Portlandia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a PSA because <laughs> it was like the more you know. Because it was like, yeah. oh, this is because it's it starts off with her like I'm just like a total nerd, and then it cuts. Yeah. Yeah. That scene ends, and then he stands up at the bar. He's like, no, you're not. I'm uh, a, I'm what a real yeah. nerd looks like, and all these all things. his sweaty his sweaty yeah, I have anxiety burns uh, and like all oh, that's yeah. yeah the adventure suit overall. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they drive up, this guy's just standing there being a creep and he's, and I hate how much attention they're giving him, but he's the owner of this place or the proprietor. I'm not sure what the difference is, but the guy who runs it, I guess, but, um, cause they do haunted attractions there. So they don't really say that in the beginning, but the, the, the MIGS crew, the, the middle Illinois ghost, um, ghost scientist or whatever the far ghost, whatever crew, is uh that they meet later who are all literally all of them are from the metaverse which is crazy <laughs> right um they look like they're all related uh they you know are talking about you know the guy brett who gets attacked on the stairs or whatever they, they he talks about how there was a, a maze basically a haunted maze going on there but um there is a cow chained up to a tree and nick uh uh to this guy scott says hey how long you've been standing there waiting for us and he just goes uh, I can stand a long time. So he's just like, <laughs> he's trying to be fucking weird and creep them out, but he's yeah. also just like my stepdad in a fucking right. suit. Mm. And so yeah. um, I just can't I can like, go all night, baby. Yeah. Like I would like, I would rather him be in a full steampunk punk garb. Cause then at least I know what I'm working with as opposed to just some dickhead who wears a trench coat and this fucking top hat, you know, and just right. right. To, he, he just does the thing where he waits a beat too long to answer a question Right, because he's trying to like, yeah, come off as cool, but also process a cool yes. answer. Uh, yes, he's trying very hard secretly, which I fucking hate. So, um, anyway, so he's like, "Yeah, you guys came on a good day. The uh, the building will talk to you today." And Zach is, of course, juicing himself up and acting like, "Oh, how weird this fucking guy is," and he's creeped out, and he's always just like, "I'm." Uh, there's like three times where he's like, "I'm just gonna go over here now." Like that's his his recurring bit with this right. guy to the point where. It, I almost wonder if Zach asked this guy to play up how weird he is. You know what I mean? Like, and do a bit where it's like, you know, so it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing. But uh, this place is about 150 years old. It was once an almshouse. Uh, so that's basically what they called like an emergency shelter. Like it's not technically a homeless shelter, but it was for people falling on hard times or uh, people that like, let's say, you know, a woman and her kids had to leave their house because the husband went on an abusive rampage right so they had nowhere to stay she didn't have a job 
this was the kind of place they could have a roof over the head, maybe some food or whatever and warmth until they got, you know, uh, into a better situation a weeks or months later. Right. So, um, they don't really call them alms houses. We actually just learned about alms houses in the history of social work. Um, and, uh, started in the 11th century in England by churches mostly. Um, and ever, everyone will remember the classic scene from Disney's Robin Hood where he dresses up, Robin Hood dresses up as right. um, a the blind baker. Yeah, it does alms for the poor. Alms. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so Michael Keane is a historian. We only see him for a little bit, but he's basically giving Zach all of the history of this place. He said it was the alms house. Then it got sold privately as a psychiatric hospital which then became at the turn of the century, which then became basically it, it was like an overflow psychiatric hospital for mental, uh, the state mental uh, institutions. Lots of people died, lots of extreme cases. They would put them all on the third floor. Lots of reenactments here. There is, there is definitely a very annoying, very excited drama college drama student who gets to be the screaming lady. And they, she's screaming at the top of her lungs, playing a crazy person. I'm sure she's mm-hmm. fucking soaked her panties because she gets to just be really big and right. crazy, whatever, you know, local Illinois college gal get hired with, you know, ghost adventures and can impress Zach. Um, I always wonder if, um, uh, if Zach and the crew are ever there when they're shooting these reenactments or if it's like weeks later or weeks before, you know what I mean? Like right. some other production crew just out there yeah. doing it. You know, Zach and the crew are the A crew, and then there's a B crew or something. But, right. Um, but uh, there's a local weatherman named Kevin Orpert, and he was doing, back in 2009, pretty pretty forward thinking. They were doing a live stream for his network of this haunted attraction. And I don't know why a weatherman is going to do that, but maybe he's more like the man on the street, you know, for some small right. middle Illinois uh, station. But um this is where I noticed, like you were saying before, like Zach is like pre nose job. He still has his kind of uh, his more pointy honker up there before he gets his his deviated septum fixed. And then he said, just take a little off the top as well. Right. Um, and um, so he talks about being in this chair. They're about to set up their live stream equipment and he basically blacks out um, and uh, and he wakes up on the floor uh, the next thing he remembers is waking up on the floor about four feet from the chair, um, facing kind of uh, 90, like a 90 degree to the left angle from where he was sitting and his right shoulder is broken. <laughs> so that's like yeah. pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Zach's like Zach's, you know, he's going over the logistics. He's like, he's like, if you just kind of like passed out and fell out of the chair, you wouldn't be all the way over there. He's, and he says, maybe some like demonic force picked your ass up and slammed you on the ground. <laughs> 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 um, Somebody gave you like the demon's elbow or something, you know, uh, but uh, uh, so that, you know, people are waking him up and whatever. Ken then says he was like not himself and he was very agitated for th- about three weeks after when he went home. Uh, I probably would be, too, if my shoulder was broken. Right. But Zach's like, you see that like, he's like, Ken, that's what we call a state of oppression. This this thing got inside you and you're feeling that energy, that anger, that hatred. This thing doesn't like you. So I can see why you're uncomfortable coming back here. And so this is like Savior Zach. So they send Ken away. Um, and uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, you know, seeing these people scared like this, it just pisses me off. You know, I was I was bullied when I was a kid. So I hate bullies. This is what makes what we do here meaningful. And I'm like, oh, my right. God. It's so Again, funny. you're just looking out for ghosts, not even yes. demons. You're not exercising anything. You're not driving them away. Yes. You're just yelling at them for proof. He tells three different 
groups of people that he is going to find, quote, find answers for them. And they deserve answers about what's going on here. It's like, we already know what's going on here. There's paranormal activity. People are having negative, scary experiences. And people are seeing and hearing shit. And that's all that you find (laughs) in your episode, too. You know, so and, and again, this is why Zach ended up doing like this is kind of how dummy is sometimes where he started doing the ghost adventures aftershocks show i want to say after like it was it was uh well into the um billy and jay replacing nick groff uh season so mm-hmm. post 2014 and that whole series is hand picking a handful of people families whatever that had like demonic or negative, like really scary experiences or possessions. You know, there's been a handful of possessions quote unquote on the show. So he would have them on and talk about what happened afterwards. And all of them said it got worse after you guys got here. Right. (laughs) But then Zach go, basically every episode ends with, okay, so we're going to send in, um, you know, our, you know, father, whatever this guy from Boston that they use. And then uh, sister, whatever, who's like this Harley Davidson, none crazy like <laughs> nun lady they're a cool pair and they're on the later seasons a lot but it's like why didn't you just do that in the fucking first place you know like why right. well, again they just didn't know yeah. they were <laughs> fucking up they thought they were helping again yeah just not right. oh yeah, they shit stirred, they just stirred things up basically so um so anyway so yeah we're getting really serious zach here and now they're <laughs> they're all talking about how much ken is <laughs> Uh, crying, I think because he stole Zach's grapes is why he's crying. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> did you steal my fucking grapes, Ken? Um, but uh, uh, also, if you haven't seen that movie in a long time, because I hadn't seen it since you and I and no, I, that was the one I'm done. Oh yeah. man, it, I was like, <laughs> I was laughing a lot. <laughs> still, I forgot most of it too, so it's it's still, yeah. Uh, in my mouth. Forty. <laughs> fucking lost because i forgot <laughs> this is the movie where that's from you know but, yeah 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 the um, dumb like sex machine with the yeah. robot hands yeah, the and giant shot. dildo <laughs> yeah. uh yeah like in like a leather daddy suit yeah. um but uh but it's a dumb it's just the halloween like, right. the, like the, yeah the dumb like, animatronic yeah, yeah they yeah, get yeah. it like <laughs> halloween club or whatever yeah. or spirit halloween uh some people hear it some people fear it so <laughs> they talk to scott or sorry, they, they they show this weird sequence where Scott, the the steampunk proprietor of the place, is walking around a cemetery and calling out names. And Zach, narrator Zach, says that Scott is paying homage to the dead, the people that died here. They never even talk about if this cemetery is connecting to the property. I'm assuming it is, but mm-hmm. um, kind of a missed opportunity because a lot of times when they go to an attached cemetery they usually get something interesting happening there. So I'm surprised they didn't uh, do that this episode, but, but to be fair, there was a decent amount. There was, there wasn't very much filler and there was a decent amount of good evidence. So maybe they just didn't need to in the edit. So, um, Zach talks briefly to Julie Velazquez, who was a correctional officer who came there on an investigation with the paranormal crew. She took some gnarly video. Um, the video itself is fucking weird. Like the app, like she captures this this shadow apparition that looks like an arm reaching out from a door frame at the end of a hallway. Then it like morphs and like it just turns into kind of a weird bubble oval shape and and breaks mm-hmm. off from the arm part, and then it melds back into like a limb looking thing and then fades behind the door. Yeah, really fucking. It's bright. It's broad daylight. 
super good, like sunny backlighting along this fucking weird. And then she goes, and we actually found out that this was a Joe Bloxham. And then they never explained how they found that out. Joe Block was like a, he was like a, a farmer or a miner that lost his job and stayed there and died there or something like that. So they don't go, but the, the video, the footage itself was cool as was the EVP, the disembodied voice that she captures of a little girl voice saying mama. And so like she and this other lady are talking and then says mama and they hear it with their own ears. So, um, really good evidence from again from better evidence as always from other people than the ghost adventures crew um this is where they meet with the uh the mid illinois ghost society is mig so um brett smock is the big dude he's kind of seemed like the leader i don't know if he is but um he's the head matt as i called called him (laughs) and uh he has refused to ever come back until today when zach has him come in uh he was attacked in 2008 he was on the stairwell uh, between floors two and three, I believe. And it's it's one and two or two or whatever. There's only three floors. And he's on the stairwell. There's a bunch of people um, that are in line to go through the attraction. So just random customers that are there for, you know, the Halloween thing. And he feels, he's on the stairs. He feels something blast through him. He thinks about, he wonders if it was the Arby's, but he already <laughs> had diarrhea earlier and shit out before yeah. this investigation. Cause you wouldn't want to get stuck in a place like this and have to shit your pants. So, uh, so, and then as, like a few minutes later, he goes up the stairs and there's still people walking by and there was a shovel. as like a prop or something sitting there on the wall. And he said, I wanted to pick up the shovel and just start murdering the people walking in the line. So a huge like burst of anger. He's like, it didn't feel like myself, blah, blah, blah. And then he said for a couple weeks after that, he would be screaming in his sleep. His wife told him he was up propped on his elbow, just casually talking to someone that wasn't there. Uh, over you know in the middle of the night mm-hmm. um and uh uh and then zach is like we got to talk to this guy's wife and so they go to his house um and they are literally all wearing i know that that i shouldn't say literally but they are wearing almost identical styles of white tennies of white tennis shoes <laughs> like like you know, he has nikes i can't tell what the other brands are but it's like very much a um uh you know mom still shops for the clothes of the seemingly like 22 year old son. But, uh, but anyway, the wife and Brett and the son are there sitting extremely close together on the couch, like butt to butt, hip to hip and just reiterating the same shit. Oh, he wasn't himself, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just, it was, this was kind of, they could have cut this out because Mm -hmm. the wife saying the words that he said didn't really add anything to it, you know? So, um, but it's, you know, whatever, it's not a bad thing. It's good to get, yeah. you know, I guess, corroboration by others, but, uh, the lockdown begins at like minute 17 of the episode. So I was like, okay, maybe there's a lot of shit. Uh, and there was, it moved pretty fast. Um, and Zach of course is, um, creeped out or at least fake creeped out by Scott, the steampunk guy. And he says, you know, I think this is the, the first time I've actually been scared for the lock-in process. Cause he's, he's like talking into his mic quietly as he's walking backwards towards, Scott, who's at the front door of the place, and mm-hmm. Scott's like, I have a special way to lock you guys in, and he has a grill. <laughs> so he screws the door shut, and Nick goes, All right, guys, let's go to war. You know, and this is where I'm like, I kind of call bullshit on Nick Groff because he's now a part of the the more, which is great. It's fine. People can also change and grow. I totally get that, but like he used to be just like Zach. Like we got to fight demons. Everything's evil. We can't, we got to provoke these things. I got to be the brave guy that goes into all the scary spots and provoke them and say, hit me or whatever. And it's like, and, and he's become part of the kind of post ghost adventures 
uh, reactionary crew of paranormal investigators who are trying to just be open minded about like letting these entities tell their own story and not assume it's a demon or an angel or whatever. Right. Or Mm -hmm. it's not a dead little girl or a demon. And that's the only two choices. Right. But, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. There's a, it's like Nick has a lot of revisionist history for his own fucking career, which I always find kind of lame, but, um, he, he seems like a nice guy. He just seems really dumb. Like he just seems like a fairly unintelligent person, uh, who then tries to like, again, there, he has a show, um his youtube show it's like it's very well produced but it is like the boringest fucking ghost show i've ever seen <laughs> not because they don't have evidence there was some evidence but most of the show is him having very existential like he's talking about like anthony peak shit or mm-hmm. trying to talk about something some huge Deep and crazy yeah yeah some huge foundational paradigm of the paranormal with some dude on the first episode, I'm like, God, is this what the fucking show is? And I looked ahead on the second show and it's like 20 minutes of conversations out of like a half hour show or something. It's really bad. So anyway, but, um, uh, they, they, this is where they go through the fucking, you know, the tech they're going to use on, um, the episode, which I already talked about. And they start their investigations. Zach says, or keep your guard up guys. This isn't Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they don't feel anything for 45 minutes. They bust out the spirit box. I do always appreciate that when they're like, Hey, nothing happened. We didn't even, he's like, we didn't even feel any weird feelings in our body for these 45 minutes too. So, um, Zach starts asking questions. You know, you want to talk to us? Where are you? Whatever. And the EV, the spirit box says, Nick, like it says it very clearly. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Zach then says, what's your name? And it just goes, Adam. And then Zach's <laughs> like, wait, did you say your name was Adam? And the, and the spirit box just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's, it's like, a very clear male sounding voice. It's tonal. It's not whispery. There are some whispery EVPs, but they're not till later. Um, mm-hmm. And they at least sound, they're at least, they're at least not insane, just garbled, you know, messes. They, they have some right. sort of tone, but, um, and then, uh, based on just this one response, uh, Zach says, what are you doing here? How did you die? And it just goes <laughs> like, it just chuckles. Mm-hmm. What kind of being would laugh when you ask how it's like, this must be the evil entity that's abusing people here and blah, blah, blah. And Zach's like, all right, let's hear you growl. Let's hear you scream. And, uh, the boys all report feeling dizzy at this point. And then they get a random male voice coming in. It's like, it's like, like you just hear something. And then immediately there's a loud knocking sound. It is only two knocks. Whereas uh, in the future, everything will have to be three knocks so that it can quote mock the Trinity because everything's demonic that mocks three that uh, knocks three times. Even though most human beings usually go bump 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 when they knock on someone's door, um, but uh, and we're not all demons, so uh, we then get a tonal. Or he says, "Why do you attack the living?" And there's like a very tonal female scream. Who he wonders is this uh, seven year old Elvis something who was a little girl that died in the fire there. And it is, it does, it, it's like, like you hear a little very creepy sounding. I would not want to hear that if I was there. Um, Zach is feeling weird, he says, and he starts kind of zoning out a little bit. Um, these are always the times where I'm like, it doesn't take very good acting to to just play like you're kind of out of it. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. You know, how you're know. feeling or or even if you're not acting, just letting the moment get the best of you and it take over. Exactly. Right? Like all these people who like pass out from these religious pentecostal things right that's the extreme yes. but it's yeah, like yeah, okay yeah. you're just letting your mind run right um and, and you feel weird 
when you're when you're charged up from something, sometimes you get an adrenaline rush, which would make so much sense in a place like this. You're in a fucking dark environment. There's voices coming through. There's knocks around you. You might have the moment like all that those moments of mild shock when the adrenaline crashes, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, anyway, Nick goes, "Can you can you channel through us and talk to one of us?" And the EVP just goes, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> and again, totally tonal male voice. Yeah. Uh, and Zach says. How many are there of you? And the EVP just goes one, you know, which is pretty creepy. Um, more loud banging noises from down the hall. It, it really is like this thing is like leading them to a place. Like this is like the, they, they'll say that a lot. Like it's leading us around here or whatever. This actually feels like it's like a dude that's like 15 feet ahead of them, you know, knocking on things and whatever as they're walking through. So um, uh, they hear the loud banging noises. Aaron's freaking out because he's out in front. Uh, closest to the room where this is happening and then the evp goes hey zach like very clear to aaron's like it's it hey zach and then the evp goes that's right (laughs) (laughs) and then uh uh the evp like uh immediately goes upper and they're like you know aaron's like come on it wants to go upstairs or whatever so they go up the stairs and again to be the to have some healthy skepticism i would think that you probably could easily rig up a spirit box to to also allow for kind of a walkie-talkie effect and just have somebody else saying shit that happens over the sweeps, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't think that's the case here. And we, we've we used it before. I feel like it'd be weird. But also, these guys are fucking, you know, tech tech wizards compared to us in terms of these devices. Right. So you never know. But um, uh, they, they, they say, of course, this is an intelligent voice because they're having this conversation with them, right? And so it's leading him up the stairs, which is what it did to that guy, Brett. Uh, who got, you know, uh, some shot the room on the stairs and got angry after that. And Zach, this might be, I don't know if it's the first time. It might be, though, because he says it all. He said he said it on even the most recent episodes on the new season, uh, 26 of Ghost Adventures. But it's where Zach talks about getting flash images. And I don't know. I feel like I've experienced that before, but he acts like the movie version of flash images where right, right like going like, oh, 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 like their head yeah, the is flickering. Yeah, yeah. Everything's downloading their, yeah. yeah, their eyelids are. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, when in the matrix, when they're learning right. a skill or something, you know, and, or in, um, uh, demolition man, when he's, uh, having sex with, uh, Sandra mm, Bullock. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The uh, ding, ding, ding. Uh, fluid transfer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know the hunk of chunka, the hug yeah. chunka, <laughs> <laughs> the, hunk of the kama uh, dumpa, yeah. <laughs> the weena hura, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, okay, uh, now he's rotten. Yeah, probably. Sylvester Dangerfield. I'm use three seashells. <laughs> hey. uh, so yeah, he's doing the flash images thing. He's selecting weird. He's acting more out of it here as they approach a ladder and Nick, you know, it cuts to Nick, you know, he's like, y'all right over there, man. Like he's kind of, you know, weirded out by Zach. Um, Nick goes up this ladder to like kind of an attic space or crawl space. Cause I think they're on, yeah, they're on the third floor. So it's gotta be attic space. Nick is like, Zach's like zoned out by the ladder. He's holding the ladder for Nick. Uh, It's like a rickety aluminum ladder. And Zach just like quietly to himself is like, this is so crazy, which again, if it was real, that is creepy, but because he's like in his own little world, mm-hmm. but I just don't, it's just not that hard to fucking act like that, you know? So, yeah. um, let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, Nick, they kind of capture it. It sounds kind of like thumps, but he says that something's coming at me 
from, you know, and he like rushes down the ladder and then they do back away and they capture steps coming from upstairs and then very metallic creaky steps coming down the ladder, even though the ladder's not moving. So, um, it was, I was like, that's kind of cool, you know, assuming it's real, but, uh, the Zach is now like kind of back, back to being Zach and he's like, speak into the, the spirit box. And um, on his digital recorder that's also running, not on the spirit box, we start getting some of the more whispery EVPs now. And it says, turn around. But it, it, it's tonal. Or not tonal. It's, it sounds like a voice. It doesn't sound like garbledness, right. But it is that high-pitched whispery um, as if coming from another you know, frequency or dimension uh, talking to him. So their, their plan um, that they introduce while they're going through over all of the, um, the tech uh is that they're each going to go on one floor one of the three floors by themselves this only happens like the last like nine minutes of the show but yeah um, the three cut camera yes uh they're about to split up and the melmeter starts freaking out aaron is holding the melmeter so the 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 melmeter is um an emf detector that also has a little antenna that if you get within like a quarter inch of it or straight up touch it then it'll go boop like it's it's detecting somebody somebody's or the environment's electromagnetic energy and then it triggers a little sound and alarm thing to go off so um so if it's in the middle of of a floor and nothing has messed with it for like an hour which they'll sometimes do and have a camera on it and then something all of a sudden makes it beep that's fucking weird because the electrical currents don't really work like that in the middle of a place that doesn't have any power you know so that's always it's like boring evidence but it it is solid evidence where it's like how do we explain this you know how do we explain a surge of electromagnetism you know touching this wire basically with nothing there and no power around so um so a lot a lot of provoking now is actually oh be careful we're gonna start provoking be careful guys and so he's like do it again come on come at us come and get us and so um they hear a knock right after that um and they split up uh aaron goes to the stairwell where brett was you know um angry with the shovel uh zach goes to the third floor um, and it seems like he's in the spot where the guy had his shoulder broken. They kind of established that later at the end when they capture the shadow figure. But um, and then uh, Nick goes down to the boiler room on the first floor, which they didn't really establish anything happened there. But right. uh, I think that's where a fire started or something. There. Oh, okay. like, um, so Zach's talking to Aaron like a dog. He's like, go up there, Aaron. Go to your <laughs> spot. Try and get attacked, Aaron. <laughs> and uh uh, Nick goes to the first floor. Zach is up with those dumb battery drain detectors on a little card table uh, and his digital recorder. And that's pretty much it. He has an X camera uh, on him, a static cam. Um, and Nick is talking and he says, I don't think anything happens to Nick other than getting scratched and an EVP. But uh, but but we don't see the scratch. He just feels like he gets scratched on his hand. But he says, I heard this place was messed up. Is that true? Can you go upstairs and hit Zach or Aaron? <laughs> Uh, and then cuts to Zach. Now this is the, the cross cutting between the three locations for the rest of the episode. Uh, Zach is on his anti-bullying campaign again up there saying how he hates that this guy, you know, this, this entity fucking hurts people or whatever. Aaron busts out the Melmeter. He has a full spectrum cam, um, on him or, or sorry, pointing up the stairs. He's on the landing between where the stair, the stairs, um, switch back to, you know, one goes up this way and, you know, whatever the other way, you know what I mean? Uh, Nick reports feeling the scratch, but the EVP does go with the scratch. It says, I'll cut you. Um, and it's, it's a little garbled, but it does at least sound like, like words, you know, um, Zach is provoking again. He feels something around his leg 
and another EVP comes through that he doesn't hear till later. And it says, it says, this one's weird because it's like a hybrid between an old school EVP on the show and a, and the tonal ones they've been capturing. It's like, don't you dare grab him. It's like, it's like has tome. It's, it, it sounds like a weird, like a voice effect that we do with our soundboard on this show. And it says, don't you dare grab him. He said, and, and Zach's, you know, narrator Zach's like, as if they were arguing with each other, like two ghosts were arguing with each other or something. But that is really weird um, for sure. And yeah. Aaron provokes. Uh, he's not really getting anything, and so he tries to provoke, but he's calling um, to the ghost like a dog, and then he whistles, uh, and uh, and the EVP that comes through, it kind of sounds like a little girl or like uh, the character boy from Little Monsters, the villain of Little Monsters. Right, right, right. For like five minutes. My wife three. hates boy. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> I have that. Uh, it's a horrific design. Yeah. She's like, that's terrifying because he... Um, What's the guy from the Green Lantern movie? Oh, uh, um, Hector Hammond. Hector Hammond. Yeah. yeah. So I have that as a toy in the van, yeah. like on the dashboard. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm never driving with that there because it reminds me of boy from. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Little. Yeah. Uh, Once his mask is off, he has that bulbous, like bug like face. Well, yeah. And then the toy shit. is yeah. like that, too, where Ugh. it's just like a gross mess in a suit. Right. Like boys yeah. wearing. I would love to watch a documentary of how that movie got made from like inception all the way to getting completed because mm-hmm. it's a movie and we watched it like uh, less than a year ago and Sarah had never seen it and it's a fucking it's so weird and it feels like an unfinished movie. It feels like there's like a two and a half hour cut of that movie that they cut down to 90 minutes. Well, yeah, because uh, I. It's just so much world building that needs to happen and things to understand and then pace, right? Because like, okay, we got to set that monsters are real. They live under the bed. These are the rules. Right. He gets lost, has an adventure, defeats whatever, and somehow comes back. So it's like he has to befriend uh, Maurice. So you have to build a friendship that you give a shit about. Then you give a shit about it enough when Maurice kind of fucks with him or betrays him or tricks him still even though they're friends then you and then it's then you got to go with the ticking clock of a uh, fred savage turning into a monster slowly right right, early. right 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 and then all the stuff you just all the plot stuff you just said where it's like this is too much for you know but it's a really cool concept overall yeah. but uh which i just realized monsters inc is very similar yeah plus isn't the much. guy's the blue monster's name maurice no it's sully or, some, or sully Wait, who are the two monsters? The green one then? Uh, Sully and then Billy Crystal, the one-eyed monster, is Mike Wazowski. <laughs> okay. For some reason, I was thinking there's a Maurice. Okay. but anyways, Sully and Maurice but, would be yeah. two friends in the Plumber's Union, though. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, those are right, very right. kind of like 50s, 40s, turn of the century. Exactly. You know, East Coaster. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, But the EVP that comes through after Aaron whistles like a dog um again sounds like a little girl or like boy it's like a very proper little girl it's like stop playing like stop playing but it's kind of whispery and stuff which again you could argue is an intelligent response like if he's like if he was going from talking normally to now going come on and he's like he whistles and whatever um maybe the sense is like oh it's like you're being an idiot or something you know but yeah zach reports getting tunnel vision in pitch black darkness i don't know how that happens um Nick is, is uh, irritable and calling for the ghost. Nothing's really happening, though. Zach cuts back to Zach. He drops one of the battery charge detectors. And immediately after it drops, it sounds like a two by four piece of wood chunk was like thrown at him. It's like a it's like when you would drop 
the really big building blocks when you were a little kid or like the blocks that would be at like the blocks from like the 60s and 70s that would be at the dentist office or something right just and they were literally just like painted two by fours like pieces of pine um super loud he says it's in the room just around the corner which is interesting because that is the room that a little bit later he comes back with the full spectrum cam and captures the shadow figure so um he goes into the room and he's like do it again so i can see it throw it at my head and then nothing happens Nick is having a hard time breathing. He says, I keep feeling attacked. Like this all seems like this is the stuff that seems like when, um, when Aaron Goodwin was on that podcast in 2014 and admitted that the producers told them to make things more dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. Like he never said they told him to fake evidence, but they said, make things more intense. Um, even make evidence more intense than it. Maybe it is when you're feeling it there. Cause it makes for better TV. So, this is where I'm like, oh, God, like, again, just reporting on being scared or feeling weird things. It can't be corroborated with anyone or by the viewer. Um, but also, it's like, it's so crazy. When I look at, you know, if I you know, follow Zach Bagans on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And his so his stories will come up and I'll look at his stories most of the time. And it's crazy that so there's a new season on right now. It's uh, the third episode just dropped yesterday or the day before. And the. The episode that we watched, the 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 um the Lake of Death uh, special was the season opener. It was all about Lake Mead. That was actually pretty good at times, um, and uh, it was a you know two hour special. And then mm-hmm. the um the first normal episode was called like Fear in Lancaster or something, and it was uh an, an abandoned prison in Lancaster, like Palmdale area of California, okay. and out out off the fourteen there, and uh, it was a pretty shitty episode overall it, it was like an all feelings episode mm. this guy's you know one of our crew got really angry and he's never angry right, he right, to right. Fight. so he had to let it all that it's that kind of shit but it just shows when you look at the social media and zach will share people being positive about his shows you know like he'll share their story segments and stuff it's like people are literally saying this was the best episode yet and it, it shows how purely sycophantic people are to right. Zach and the ghost adventures crew you know it's like i don't know it's it's like and again i i would love i would love an episode where there wasn't a lot of evidence and they just said yeah there just wasn't that much evidence this time and they've almost right, never right. done that you know because but yeah. at least that'd be honest you know what i mean so because every other paranormal investigator in the world that does it on a regular basis they're like they're like sometimes there's just nothing that happens right there's just a ne- like when we went to the david omen house like you said before but just like nothing i mean there's again feelings and weird stuff and questionable but nothing crazy exactly yeah all of it could have been explained by technology that we don't understand you right. know um or us just being scared or whatever right so right just into it yeah yeah um the be- the best evidence was the um the kind of uh sls um the sls which again so many people are anti-sls which i can totally understand that um i don't i don't understand though how when you have the this you know this xbox connect camera i totally understand like greg newkirk he's like this thing is built and designed to find humanoid figures it's gonna find them but i'm like yes but how then are they moving in the ways that they move if it just found a figure and it, it if it was something on a wall, why right. would it, it would then be moving and doing all this stuff? Why wouldn't it just be a static stick figure? Because some of the you know orange peel texture on the wall and the shadows on that particular spot looked like a 
a stick figure. You know what I mean? Like, right, it, right, right. It's weird. So I can't really buy into that. It's a totally fake thing. But and and the only argument there would be unless it's glitching and we're seeing the movement, right? At, like the glitch as movement as it's yes. trying to figure out the shape for sure. Yeah, and and but, yeah. you could simply make the argument that the that the um the the ghost hunting version of the XLS is designed to find stick figures and then animate them in random machine learned ways. Well, yeah, that's a whole you know, separate. You could, yeah. you could totally say that it's a, just a total designed to be a bullshit device. You know, some, some of the ovulus devices have been shown to have like almost only words that would be interesting for mm, historical mm-hmm. answers or ghost hunting answers. Whatever you know? things. Yeah. So, uh, it's all, it's all a little suspect, but, um, uh, where are we? Oh, he says, do it again so I can see it. Throw it at my head. Um, and Nick asks, uh, are you mad that, you know, guys like us are coming down here and talking to you? And the EVP he gets is very angry. It's whispery, but it, it's tonal too. And it says, it says, don't bring that shit down here. So it sounds like an angry, an angry man that could technically be answering his question. Um, and when Zach asks it to throw the block at his head or whatever fell, uh, this whispery voice, um, says you're going to pay, uh, this one's a little garbly, but again, none of these are the shitty, terrible, pure static, you know, static with a little warbly sound that which they say is like some whole sentence like they did in the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, and here's where we get like the, you know, the what they think is the best evidence on the episode, which is this shadow figure. So Zach's taking pictures with the full spectrum cam and uh, he's looking down the same room, looking at the same room, uh, similar angle from the doorway of that room he takes like four or five pictures in a row and you see nothing on the right where there's a doorway that goes off to the right which is the room um he's looking at the room sorry that he was sitting at with the card table you know where the thing was thrown or whatever so off to the right is the room where he went into afterwards before they went down and got all their gear and they came back up here together i skipped that part um they come, he comes up and that's the room where he went in and was trying to get it to throw it at it. You know, that's where he heard the block sound come from. So, uh, we see nothing. And then you see kind of a humanoid shape, um, like a head or something coming out of the side of the room. And then it, it kind of blends onto the right wall and you see more of a head and a shoulder and arm kind of shape. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just becomes a huge, massive shadow that makes the whole wall dark on that side. Now they do debunk that it couldn't be one of their shadows as far as we can see, um, which is cool. Uh, but this one was a little suspect to me because that full spectrum cam, as, as you're making little minor movements with your hands, as you're taking pictures, you know, pushing the buttons with your fingers, there might, like, it's trying to take in every frequency of light in that room, right? Yeah. And so it's very sensitive to picking up light. This is one of them where I'm like, I just don't know about this one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, the apparition that was on the correctional officer's video, that was fucking weird. Like, seeing that in broad daylight, it looked like a, a chunk in a lava lamp that was all black floating off of the off of the doorway and then floating back over behind it. It was very strange. But mm-hmm. um, this one, I just I just don't know. So, right. um, and then, and then, I mean, but then it, that's, it's butted up right against the end of the episode. That's all you get. There's no reflection, but at least there was, I mean, for an EVP and spirit box episode, this was like one of the best, I think just consistent, um, nothing super scary, but it, right. it was like, which is then funny that they're trying to say that it's this evil demonic thing, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, um, it sounded like someone just kind of being a dick to him or, tr- you know, being a trickster or something, you know, but 
Uh, but yeah, Zach is of course in the outro pushing just how demonic uh, everything was. Right. Eva. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for uh, Ashmore Estates, which is kind of weird. It's Ashmore Estates when it's only one building. <laughs> I just realized. Right. Because right. I looked, I'm looking right now and it was, I go back. Uh, yeah, Ashmore Estates, plural. I don't know why. That's weird. Um, but anyway, uh, I have food waiting for me, so I'm going to go eat a poke bowl. Perfect. Uh, but, um, nice. He's got a, uh, a car race happening outside. Well, uh, no, the gardener's here, so I was trying to mute, unmute as I was talking. It, it wasn't too loud. Uh, heard it. But, uh, the gas blower. But uh, yeah, next episode is the Mizpah Hotel. Mm. And uh, it's in Nevada, so... Um, yeah, I think that forever after, I don't think they ever go back to Europe after this. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that they are in America for the rest of the series because forever yeah. is scared to fly. So, uh, I hope to be proven wrong. I just can't remember every episode or every season, but, uh, but yeah, thanks as always for, um, oh, that's loud. Wow. Oh yeah, that, that boosted hard. Freaking hard. Uh, yeah, thanks as always for your guys' support. We appreciate it. And, I'm going to try to get this up today on June 22nd. Sorry, it's late. It's been a busy month. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll have probably one of our, um, a deep dive on one of our contact um, uh, panels. Um, maybe the one that we didn't watch or something. We can uh, review that one. But I'll, I'll try to rip it and get that file over to you. Oh, uh, okay. I'll yeah. The disc at some point. But, uh, okay. but yeah, other than that, thanks you guys for your support. And we will see you. Bye. Bye.